Yes, hello and good morning and uh, a big hoo-hoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> How good was that? The Wallabies, 16 over the Lions, 15. Uh, what a week ahead looking towards Sydney where the decider in this test series will take place. Two gentlemen who were there in Melbourne in front of a packed house. Might have been, in fact, the biggest crowd at Eddie Had Stadium biggest for a crowd. sporting uh, event, which is just sensational. Uh, Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Gentlemen, how are we feeling this good morning? How are yeah, you going, not, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm not too bad, boys. Just the voice has just gone a little bit from just from cheering, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, talk me through okay. your evening, Mr. Horan. Yeah, so um, we finished the game. At, um, I think we walked. I walked from the ground, <clears throat> excuse me, at about 10.30, quarter to 11. Had some friends over at the Crown Casino, so I just thought I'd walk over there and say hello. And, oh, right, um, had staying, an early night. There, were had, had, had an early night. Yes. And so I'm walking back to the hotel with my wife and... I thought, geez, look at the size of these nightclubs, the line-up outside these nightclubs. Mm-hmm. And it was um, outside KFC and McDonald's. <laughs> just British Lions supporters everywhere. Just <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. get a snap with Kurtley Beale. That's it, yeah. I think, he was, I think he had a signing session there in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Berkey, you've made the trip uh, I, from Melbourne to Sydney. I did. I got. Up, I, I was up. Uh, there's no sleep. By the time, you're right to me. By the time you finish and do all your stuff and then sort of you know, wander back and you know have a beer afterwards, it's sort of about two o'clock. You had half, you had sort of half an hour sleep thereabouts. You're up again, mm-hmm. uh, but I was uh, I came back early on QFVC, mm-hmm. QF Vomit Comet. Oh, it, <laughs> it, it was it was the quietest plane I've ever been on. It, literally, at uh, no one looked at the security checks on the wall. No one looked at the girls doing yeah. the the, uh, the instructions. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone was asleep, literally on takeoff. Right. And I, I said to the bloke behind me. If I get pulled over and breathalyzed on blame and you, he absolutely reeked. But it was amazing, Berkey, wasn't it? The last three or four days in Melbourne, the British and Irish Lions supporters, and there was a lot of Wallaby supporters, yeah. at every little laneway you walked down, every place you were having, people were having breakfast and lunch, and, and the, both the supporters are getting on so well. And yeah. I think after, we'll obviously dissect the game coming up, but mm-hmm. after the game, people walked off and went, Gee, we probably should have won last week, the Wallabies, yep, yep. and the Lions should have won last night. Yeah, they, we will look at that. But it was that, wasn't it? The Lions looked like they were in total control of that game until the moment when they were no longer in control and they'd lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, that is informative. Yeah, I think I've nailed it in one Spot sentence. On. <laughs> That's what happened. But we will get to uh, looking at that game next. Before that, though, I think, you know, as ever, I'm very interested in the anthem. Uh, clearly, we, we win the anthem hands down in mm. here because it's only our anthem it's, that is sung at the beginning. One. And whoever was doing it, he had had an absolute corker. It was sensational. In fact, by the time he'd finished his final note, the Wallabies players had already run off and were starting ready for the kickoff. <laughs> Just have a listen to this. <laughs> well, that's gold. Do you know, uh, I think our producers at the same time said we're going to run overtime tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, so much ahead on The Ruck. It's your Sunday morning rugby show, and we are winners. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. And, of course, the Wallabies 16 beat the Lions 15 last night at Etihad Stadium in Melbourne. Another super rugby results round 18. Uh, it's back. The uh, Hurricanes and Chiefs, the Chiefs 34, beat the Hurricanes 22. The Crusaders, too good for the Highlanders, 40-12. to 12. Uh, The Sharks over the Blues, 22-20. The Bulls, 48, beat the Southern Kings, 18. And the Stormers, 28-3, winners over the Cheaters. You had a bit of a personal interest there, I think, Timmy. I did, yeah. My daughter uh, is actually travelling through South Africa at the moment, so she's in Cape Town with a, uh, a friend of mine, and she, nice. I got her a couple of tickets to that game, the Stormers v. the Cheaters. So the Cheaters, uh, you would have thought, would have put up a bit better fight than that. So um, Tian Strauss uh, looked after my daughter, the ex-Springbok oh. uh, and Wallaby The uh, line of South Africa. Well, yeah. She would have been very, very safe wherever she went with Tian around. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> uh, we'll get to those games a bit more detail later on, but for now, of course, it is the glory of the Wallabies winning. They scored the only try, and as I said, it seemed like the Lions were in control of that game, but that try very close to the end. Even then, even then, with the Wallabies just needing to hold the ball for a minute or two oh. at the death, uh, there was a penalty blown, there was a shot at goal. Uh, uh, entire couple of nations, well, four or five of them really held their breath, and uh, <laughs> the goal wasn't. Like last week, it was a missed goal. You talk about you talk about game management, and, and yep. yeah, the, the game last night really was a, was a sloppy game. There's a lot of drop ball, there's a lot of errors in the game, but it was obviously the, the tension of, of the Wallabies having to stay alive. It was the tension of the Lions trying to lock it down. 
And in the end, when when the Wallabies scored, there was there was the relief. Then they kicked off. Then they kicked out in the four. They yeah. took it back inside the twenty-two. Then there was a line-out steal, and then they got down the other end. And it was you're right, Tony. You just turtle, just yeah. turn, just literally curl up and don't let them get the ball. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're thinking, oh my god, there's a penalty. What's going on? Yeah. And then they went. It was quite incredible. The incredible atmosphere, wasn't it? it was, I've, I've only played a few times, Bergie, with in a stadium where the roofs closed, like yeah. a Millennium Stadium, and, and when we played the World Cup final in '99. When you get the atmosphere hits the roof and comes back down at you, yeah. you can't hear any calls that are happening. And uh, incredible atmosphere. And, and at the end of the game, there when Lee Halfpenny steps up to take a kick fifty meters out, and probably about fifty one and a half yeah, on the angle, Bergie, and some yes, and it was probably it was right on the edge of his range, as we saw. Um, there were so many people. There was crowd shots of people hugging each yeah. other and squeezing and thinking, <laughs> just oh, wanting to believe something. Something. I think <laughs> yes. what was what was really important for the Wallabies though was Christian Liliofano. Yeah. Uh, his goal kicking was r- spot on last yeah. night because he was going to kick in the first Test match and was knocked out after forty five seconds. So yeah. um, that probably threw a spanner. But um, last night he was spot on. Uh, I saw Ben Robinson, I think, uh, being interviewed by you after mm. the game, and uh, gee, he's in love with Christian Liliofano, isn't he? <laughs> Is he? He was playing his 50th test, and he'd said he'd done a similar thing for the Brumbies under pressure. He'd kicked a goal in another uh, you know, milestone game for, for Ben. Uh, he, In terms of that pressure, you see a young guy, really, as Robbie Dean said, almost on debut, given he'd played just uh, 52 yeah. seconds in the first test match. Uh, so he, he was just sensational performance from him. Yeah, great performance, wasn't it, Berkey? Well, the well, way he... And I think when you have only played a, you know, a handful of sort of you know really big matches, you don't get that nervous. He would have been nervous, no doubt. Absolutely. But only his second Test match, but that was like his debut Test match for him because he only played you know forty five seconds last week. But I tell you who was great, Berkey, Michael Hooper. Uh, I'm not sure through your call, but Michael Hooper was everywhere. Because he, Sam Warburton, the captain for Wales, was sensational and obviously left the field. It looks like he's done a, a hamstring uh, mm-hmm. as well. So I would say, unfortunately for the Lions, he's out. But that may be a blessing in disguise because when Sean O'Brien for the Lions came on, the Irish mm-hmm. flanker, he really made a difference for the Lions. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think it was, I mean, it was, a, it was a, an all-round effort. Ben Mullen was outstanding yeah, was last it? night yeah. as well. And, and we're going to talk about um, James Horwell in a minute. But if he leaves the field... I reckon Ben Mullen could stand up and be captain of that team. He, I know it's a, a big responsibility, but he's done well at Brumbies. He's calling the lineouts for the team at the moment. He just played. He played well. He played controlled, and he's a big presence out in the field. He did incredibly well. Him and Will Guinea, I suppose, wouldn't it? Will Guinea yeah. would probably get the nod. Yeah, it's funny though, isn't it? When you interview Robbie Deans after the match, he was the same monotone as he was when he lost last week. So there's no up. <laughs> there's no up and down. He gives you the one sort of. Hopefully, he gives us a smile next week if there's a uh, success there. But what about James Horwell? The decision to take the scrum rather than the penalty, which is given right in front of the posts. You know, time is obviously ticking away, mm. but their opportunities were limited. Get they were six points behind at the time uh, and he says we'll take the scrum and, and th- to that point the Lions had in fact been you know troubling our scrum mm. and our set piece that's a big call isn't it Timmy? Well, well I think it was the only call because the, the, you weren't going to get back down yeah. in, into that sort of um, 40 metre zone for the rest of the game you may have got there for two or three minutes if that yeah. and I think James Horwell knew that they hadn't been down in the 22 for I think it was uh, 29 minutes of that half so um, he knew how important it was to stay there and it wouldn't get another opportunity. So I think it was a great call. Yes, it was a brave call, but it was really the only call he had to make because they had to. You can't draw the match. You kick three three points, get another penalty, you draw the match. You you had to try and win it, and mm. it was a brave captaincy. Mm. Did uh, the, did James O'Connor for you take on the line enough? Obviously he did when he gave the ball to Adam Ashley Cooper for that try. Uh, up until then, what had you made of his performance? It was I- interesting again. Um, you know, the first play of the game. Uh, I remember you know, when I first started playing, and, and and Timmy was in the team as well. He said, "Get your, get a touch on the ball early because it settles your nerve." So the first the first play of the game, Christian Leliafano stood in the ten roll, yeah. and you think, "Man, I would have loved to have seen you just own that first piece of ball, first piece of play." And he was a bit wider. He, he did he did okay, but everyone sort of slotted in there. It was probably times when Will Genie was saying, "Like, who's going to be my man to stand up there?" Because uh, Lele Fano was in there, Beal was in there, and obviously then O'Connor. So they won't change the winning formula. They stuck with him, obviously, for the last night's game. Um, but, uh, Timmy, I, I, and I don't know the stats on this one, but how many times did the, the run pass from him? He seemed to run it a fair bit himself rather than actually distribute. 
Yeah, I think he, uh, he played very deep last night. That was probably the issue. And I think we've been spoilt with the fly halves that we've had in the Wallabies over the last 20 years. And, and James O'Connor is a different kind of fly half and he, he plays deep. And then, but when he gets uh, some quick ball from phase ball, I, I like the way he starts running across field and, and attacking the line. He just needs more people to hit the holes yeah. like Adam Ashley Cooper. So, um, I, I, he'll definitely stick with, um, James O'Connor. He just needs to tinker with his game a little bit. And I think, as I said, we've been spoiled for a while, but he, I think he is the person to take us forward. If he's not going to pick Quade Cooper, if he's not going to pick, um, you know, um, Tamura at all, yeah. I, I'd stick with James O'Connor. I think he played a lot better than he did last week. We ran a, a, a poll last night. Who would be the number 10? Uh, O'Connor, Beale, uh, or Quade Cooper? And 68% of people said Quade Cooper. So, <laughs> there's still, uh, a, a push. Could be Kevin Rudd at the moment. He could be making a comeback. You never know. Ruddy, that would be interesting at number 10, would he? Probably quite would get in. Uh, Just apologies. I think I mentioned what it said was Ben Robinson was sitting next to you. It was Benny Alexander, of course. You you were interviewed. Ben Ben Robinson walked over and gave him a bit of a hug and uh, Kearnsy a hug, I think, uh, in the background while that was happening. Ben Robinson was going for the buffet. Yeah. Uh, Look, it was a a game that was full of mistakes in the first half, but yet, as you said, the atmosphere was absolutely brilliant. It came through on on the telly, uh, and what came through, Berkey trying to listen to you when you were talking towards the end of the game, was this. I think they would have loved to have closed this out. They had no ball. They still found a way to be in the game at the same time. But the Wallabies certainly, they put themselves in a chance to do it. As you hear the boys in the background, Lions, they lost, unfortunately. They go to Sydney, though. <laughs> they <laughs> I, lost. I, 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 I could not hear. I, 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 I was, that, was that Gordon Bray next to you going, Lions, yeah. Lions? <laughs> <laughs> they were that loud and on the juice, I could not hear a thing. I couldn't hear, I couldn't hear myself talk. Uh, what, what about the dress-ups, though? The dress-ups were fantastic, wasn't it? It's wasn't like it a sevens tournament. Yeah, yeah. It is indeed. Mm. They're just brilliant. Well, it's uh, heading towards Sydney and the weather are having a look ahead from tomorrow. It's been miserable here, but I think those visitors uh, from those countries will be arriving here and they've got some good weather. Hopefully that will last a Saturday, so we're going to get a good open game at ANZ Stadium well, Get, yeah, burnt, sunburnt, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that just make a really tough yeah. one. Well, I walked past, 18, well, I walked past in Melbourne yesterday. I walked past Federation Square, and it was about 18, 19 degrees. Yeah, and there's about four pommies there with a with a pint of, pint of beer with their shirts off. Get off! Yeah, yeah, yeah. How good's this? How good's this? How yeah. good's this? I love it. This is the rock. This is the rock. The Sunday rugby show. And this is the Ruckets, your Sunday rugby show on Triple M. Uh, look, we've just heard from the Wallabies camp. We are trying to get a player. They're going busily uh, having team meetings, getting on a bus. They are heading to Sydney today after their victory last night against the Lions. Uh, we have had, though, before we speak to one, we've heard word that uh, no injury concerns out of the camp at all, which is terrific news. There was a little bit of uh, concern about Will Genier, his I knee, think. Yeah. 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 Also, Adam Ashley Cooper came off late with a, uh, a bump to his knee, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, apparently they will all be well and good for next weekend. One person who I think there still is concern over is the captain, mm. James Hall. Now, he has to appear tomorrow night after having seemingly been cleared mm. of the stomping charges, but uh, no, he's back. And this is something that, uh, you know, it's caused a lot of heartache uh, ar- around the country, certainly, given that there's a, a, some push, I'm going to say it's a conspiracy, <laughs> <laughs> that it is the, the the Northern Hemisphere running this game of ours, this great game of ours, and deciding mm. that, wait, 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 back up, Sparky. Whoa, whoa. We don't want this man whoa, whoa, whoa. there. According to Brendan Cannon, um, if Horble is rubbed out of next weekend's test, I'm quoting directly here, it will be one of the greatest travesties in the history of our sport. Uh, them's fighting words. Yeah, they are. And, and I, think, I, think he's, I think he's pretty much right there. I think when you... Why would you reopen a case if you're not going to find the guy guilty? I, I think that that's probably the thing. And you know, now it's a, the 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 siding commissioner or whoever you want to call him is is uh, is from Canada. Mm-hmm. He's not coming out, so he's going to look at it over there. He's going to. I mean, he, he's he's privy to everything that's happened beforehand. And I think there's just a a, a a number that's going to say he will be rubbed out for X amount of weeks. And and I think it's uh, it carries maybe a four week penalty to me, or maybe yep. even more. Four to six. Which yep. which could mean. Next week, Reds, Reds, if they make it, how far they go, and then maybe the first week of the of the Bledisloe. So it's an it's important huge. it's an important decision at the moment, but it it, it leaves, I think it, I think it leaves the IRB open in, into what they've what they're but doing. It's their own judicial process that they're questioning, isn't Correct. it? Yeah. So the, the, the IRB, so the International Rugby Board, yep. put the process in place. So they had an independent um, person look after the case on Sunday night in Melbourne, and now they're appealing their own case. They appealed their own decision. So. Well, I understand if the British and Irish Lions said, hang on, we're not happy with that. We'd like to appeal what, um, the case. And um, James Horwell was proved not guilty. 
um, but the international rugby board want to reopen it. So there must be some pressure coming, and there's only one way this is going to go, and it's not going to be pretty. No. And I think you can see why James Warwell last night, when Lee Harpenny missed the kick for goal yep. at the end of the match, you saw how much emotion poured out of James Warwell yep. because I think he's, he then realised, we're going to go to Sydney, it's going to be a decider. I'm captain. I'm not going to be there I'm potentially. Not play. I'm not going yep. to play. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's you're right, Tim. It's it's amazing. I think. Uh, I mean, you can if you read into it well enough. It it means that we will find you find you guilty, and we'll give you the penalty that that is with that. And as can I said, it's just it's not. I mean, but, but Berkey, the, shouldn't be the, done. The incident, the um, potential stomping on the head, didn't look good. It didn't look good, but it was accidental. James Orwell said that, and you can actually see if you slow it down. He had his head up, looking to where he was about to run, yeah. but it didn't look good for the game. He got it. He got away with it, I think. No, there's, 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 but there's I, every reason to believe what he says that he still hasn't mm. seen the bloke under there. He's in, when you see the and they had this is a, an inquiry that went for four hours with I'm told nine different camera angles to do yep. it, and they've come through the end of that process and said no, it's okay. Uh, no matter how close they came to saying guilty or not guilty, impeccable record though James Orwell yeah. has. You so, wonder take, take it to the other side. How's the how's the QC feeling who made his decision? Is he sort of saying, well, hang on, boys, I've just done my yeah. full independent sort of citing commission, so to speak, and and give him my... Well, I think they're going to go back and review all his cases he's done <laughs> the last 30 years. <laughs> That's right. There's blokes coming out of retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to serve four weeks. Hang on, hang on. I've been, long, I've been in Long Bay for 15 years. Get me out. <laughs> this is The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show. We've got Gavin Hastings coming up shortly. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Great pleasure now. We welcome to the show a man who is an absolute legend of the game, Scottish and British and Irish Lions, fullback, uh, a large unit to stop. I don't know if you have ever had, had that uh, great honour, Tim, to have to try to bring this man down. Oh, I have occasionally, yes, mm. yes. Okay, we off, no- off the field as well. Yeah, I was going to say, you get another opportunity to bring him down right now. <laughs> Gavin Hastings, good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. Nice to be on the show. How are you feeling this morning after that uh, one-point loss to the Lions yeah. last night? You know what, I'm probably feeling like the Australian supporters felt last Sunday and uh, it was maybe a game that the Lions could have won, but, um, you know, you look over the piece and there's a one-point difference in the two matches and that just sums up how close these opening two test matches have uh, been and obviously it sets it up for a classic decider next week in Sydney. Are you talking to us from a cupboard? Uh, (laughs) Nearly. <laughs> nearly, <laughs> nearly. Do they not put you up in good him. digs there? Yeah, what's going on? I thought they put you up in a good place. Hey, Gav Berkey here, mate. Uh, you know, last night's uh, game was probably wasn't the best spectacle, but there was so much riding on it. Uh, the Lions wanted to seal the victory. Wallabies wanted to stay alive. Uh, it, it sort of played that everyone played a little bit tentative. Do you think? Yeah, I think you're right, Matt. And um, obviously, you know, the, the closeness of the game just all throughout, and the defences, I think, were were so strong, and uh, it didn't look as though, you know, either side was able to breach that defence. And yet there was an air of inevitability about the Australians getting a try just at the death there. And, uh, you know, I think it was, a, it was a great game for all the right reasons because it was so close, and... Uh, you know, let's face it, I mean, there's really nothing between the two sides and, uh, you know, goodness knows what's going to happen next week. Um, Gavin, Tim Horan here, mate, hope you're well. What, what did you make of Israel Folau's performance in his first two test matches being, you know, a, a, a large fullback yourself? Um, he's played mostly fullback for the Waratahs out here, but now finds himself on the wing. Tim, you know, um, that would be my worst opponent to, to play against um, as a fullback. I mean, he has everything, doesn't he? He's got just so, tremendous pace, and his ability to step, it seems, off either foot, his ability in the air, and he's just got everything. And I think, you know, there's probably never been a guy that's made, you know, two more impressive starts um, in his first two matches. And I just think he's absolutely box office now. You can't take your eyes off him. Every time he's got his, his hands on the ball, or even when he goes looking for the ball, he commands so much attention, really, and uh, he must be a wonderful chap to play with. Um, you know, I wouldn't have minded his pace and his uh, all-round ability. I might have had a few more caps for Scotland than the Lions. <laughs> yeah, you didn't go too bad. Hey, hey Gavin, the atmosphere, just watching it, uh, from my part anyway, on the telly, uh, 52,000 people under that closed roof was sensational. One of the great things in the first two tests has been, uh, I guess, that combination of how, you know, the intensity, yet the joy that those fans are bringing. Are you enjoying Have you got to meet with any of the people out here touring? Oh, yeah, very much so. And, you know, there's a 
an awful lot of uh, former British lines that are here. It's great to catch up with the guys, obviously. Uh, I saw Tim just um, in Brisbane, not managed to catch up with him in Melbourne, and hopefully I'll get the opportunity to um, to see the boys in, in Sydney. And, uh, you know, that's the great thing about rugby. It brings people together after your playing days as well, and um, you just have an awful lot of fun. You don't have the intensity that the current crop of players have, clearly. And... Um, you know, the Lions Tour is something special. It brings out the best, I think, in the Australian supporters. We've seen that, and everyone says that they're so much more vocal and supportive to their team. And I think that was clearly reflected in the, in the way that the Wallabies played, particularly in the last sort of 15 minutes, which, you know, they really turned the screw. They, were, they knew their backs were against the wall. The series was on the line. And they threw everything but the kitchen sink at the Lions. And uh, they eventually got through and, and scored that wonderful try. Now, Gavin, you've been out here for a couple of weeks. Um, what have you made of our golf courses? <laughs> you can probably tell, Tim, but, uh, you know, I was driving my Taurus last night, obviously, but I've had the great thrill of my son arriving last night, and um, I even went to bed before him. I don't know what time he came in, but that's why I'm hiding in the bathroom just now, because he's throwing his head off next door. And <laughs> I'm just giving him the chance to catch up on his jet lag, right? Gav, uh, one more week... Uh, Everyone rolls into Sydney. I'm sure you got a couple of functions on. Remember, you have to declare the cash that you leave the country with, okay, by the way. Unless you get a mule, you're okay. you just got to just sort of shift that money around a bit. every single dollar <laughs> I you in Australia. And it's great having a bit of cash in your wallet and buying things for everybody. I love it, honestly, I do. And it's just, it's been a wonderful atmosphere. You know, the build-up to these games has been two cracking days in Melbourne and Brisbane. And all the Lions supporters, they come out and they kind of give a bit of jip to the Aussie supporters. But I think the crowd, once you get inside the ground, it's just been sensational, really. And great atmosphere, as you mentioned yesterday as well. Yeah, Gavin, just finally, you have a, a lunch, though, on the uh, the 4th of July at the Mint in Sydney. This is one that's very close to your heart, isn't it? Tell us quickly about that. Yeah, well, I've been doing a wee bit of work with the Shake It Up Foundation here in Australia. They're a Parkinson's charity. They're trying to raise some money for um, for Parkinson's research and to try and find a cure for Parkinson's. My wife was actually diagnosed with the illness um, uh, 10 years ago during the Rugby World Cup when we were out here in, in Australia. So it is, it's rather poignant as well that we were out here um, during the Rugby World Cup, terrific Rugby World Cup. But uh, Diane's doing brilliantly. She's a very strong and... Uh, lovely woman, I love her to bits, and, um, you know, at some stage we will hopefully find a cure for Parkinson's. So it's nice, again, for me to be able to give something back, and this charity, Shake It Up Foundation, are doing great work here in Australia, and I'm delighted to support this lunch next week. Yeah, 30, 30 Australians a day diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's disease. Uh, Gavin, that lunch, yes, indeed, is at the Mint uh, on the 4th of July. All ticket sales going to fund Parkinson's research through the Shake It Up Foundation. Uh, Gavin Hastings, wonderful to talk to you. Enjoy the rest of your time here in Australia. Thanks very much. Hope to catch up with you guys next week, and all the very best. Yeah, good stuff. Good on you, Gavin. Gav. There is all legendary the Gavin Hastings on the ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show on Triple M. Uh, after the Wallabies 16 beat the British Lions last night, 15 in Melbourne. Just quickly uh, getting you up to date with the other results in the Super Rugby round 18. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Hurricanes 34 to 22. The Crusaders 40 over the Highlanders 12. Should have seen Dan Carter for the Crusaders. He yeah. was unbelievable. Scored a try, laid on a couple other ones. And there was a try, I'm not sure who scored it. Um, because I only just saw the highlights on telly, didn't hear the commentary. Mm. Um, 95 metres, individual trial, was just unbelievable from the Crusaders. 40 to 12, the Crusaders uh, travelling well. The, the Sharks, 22 over the Blues, 20. Um, the Bulls, 48 over the Southern Kings, 18. And, uh, of course, Timmy's daughter was at the Stormers, 28-3 victory over the Cheetahs. How long is she in, in uh, South Africa? Uh, she's about three weeks, so I hope she uh, hope she, she dressed up for the game in Cape Town. She's yeah. staying with a friend of mine out at Stellenbosch in the wine country. Oh, Actually, nice. She went to Ernie Els' vineyard yesterday. There you go. Ah, the Big sure, Easy. The Big Easy sure wines <laughs> is a very... It's, it's, the, the wine is actually called the Big Easy. It's a you, very good red. Do you know that there's, there, there's an ulterior motive here? You know, like, it, it, He's expecting a case to come his well, way Well, not now. so much a case. He's no. expecting a flight over there to, uh, to play uh, off with Ernie, so it's just you send the daughter in early just to do the groundwork, just a bit of reconnaissance. It's like, oh, t- oh Tim, fantastic player, Tim Warren, I tell you. 
He'll be over there in a flash. Oh, dear. <laughs> have, you, have you met the Big Easy, Timmy? Uh, I've been to his house in. Uh, he's got a house in Wentworth in mm. England uh, on the 16th down the 16th fairway, uh-huh. and a friend of mine who actually runs his vineyard for him in Stellenbosch mm. and. Went to his place, and I was so excited when we lived in England. and went to his place for a barbecue. I was invited there by this friend of mine. We get there, I'm thinking, oh, heck, what's this? And I had something in the car that for the big easy to sign. I get there, and there's, he's not there. He's away playing golf. So we used his barbecue. We we drank his wine, ate his steak. Jimmy Oren getting something signed. That's, that's outstanding. You can just forge it, though, couldn't you? Yeah, the oh, big dear. easy, it's easy. Have you met the big easy? Uh, no, I haven't. No. no, 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 never. But you just watch him go, and he says, Do you know, he, I've heard he actually doesn't like that name, the Big Easy, right. because he, you know, he he puts a lot of effort into he where he gets there. Right. Yeah, but it looks just so majestic, doesn't it? Yeah, Stellenbosch. If you get to South Africa, of course, very not just a wine town, a lot of a university town. It is yep. indeed, very good spot. Also, the British Open's coming again soon, which he won last year when he plucked it out of the jaws of Adam mm. Scott. Yeah, he is sensational, Big Easy. Now, if you, of course, are, are in this beautiful country of ours, if you're visiting, or just if you're living here now and you're a Lions fan, we did it last week after you win. Uh, now, obviously, many people will be in Melbourne still, but if you're in Sydney and you're planning uh, the trip to ANZ Stadium on Saturday night and you fully believe that your Lions can win, give us a call. We just want to hear your accents on air. One triple three five three is the number. Uh, how cold was it by the end, Tim? I just noticed when you were up post-game in your wrap-up from the field wearing the big jackets that suddenly appeared from nowhere. Mm. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool, but um, I think when... What, Inside the stadium when the roof's closed, it's not too bad, but um, down at ground level it was cool. But walking out last night, there was people just everywhere, and uh, it was funny how all the, the British and Irish Lions supporters, that they, to get a taxi to the Melbourne studio this morning, I actually struggled to get a taxi because the cab rank was still 20 or 30 people long. At 8.30 in the morning. So. <laughs> they've, they've had a good night. <laughs> Johnny Eels was so cold uh, sitting at the top there. It's the only time I've ever seen him flustered. Like, he actually couldn't put the words together. He was shaking. It was great. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. And it's sensational now to welcome to the show a member of that victorious Wallaby side last night playing his 50th test, Ben Alexander. Congratulations, mate. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks very much. The feeling this week, uh, slightly up, I imagine, on last week, as you now stand one all ready to come to Sydney uh, for a sensational decider. Yeah, and no, everyone's, everyone's uh, you know, just can't wait, count down the minutes already till Saturday. Uh, it's been two awesome occasions, and, um, yeah, it's, the, the series deserves a fitting finale, and I think we're going to get it. Uh, May, I've just got to ask you... Uh, we don't know about scrums. What was going on last night? Can you give us a bit of an idea when all that sort of uh, you were up against uh, Vunapola? What was going on there? Was it was he worried about you know the, the good looks or something of yours? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. No, we uh, we started off really well and we were sticking to our guns and we had him uh, under a bit of pressure. But unfortunately, now we we, we uh, yeah took a foot off foot off the gas a little bit in that area and they managed to get you know to fight to fight their way back into that battle and. Uh, that's a good thing about our scrum battle is, you know, it's not just one scrum that dictates it. You know, one side can be dominating early, but if you don't, you know, stick to it, the other side can come back. And, uh, yeah, it was a good battle, and it was a good battle in the first test as well, and I expect it's going to be another massive battle on, on Saturday. Uh, Benny, Tim here. What, what was said at, uh, at full-time, Robbie Deans, what did he say to the players? Did he keep everyone's feet on the ground? It's obviously one more week to go. Yeah, no, he just said he's extremely proud of the, the group. I mean, yeah, just... The way this team keeps fighting back, you know, and um, you know when, when when you think it's lost, you know, in the last three games in a row or four games in a row now for us, you know, going back to the spring tour last year, it's pretty much come down to the final play, and uh, yeah, he just said how proud he was, and we just make sure we, you know, we, we really knuckle down this week and uh, prepare accordingly because yeah, we're playing for all the marbles now. Timmy and Berkey have told us this morning about the atmosphere there at Etihad Stadium and just watching it on TV was uh, hair-raising. For you, 50th Test, uh, getting the honour of leading the team out, how was that moment? Yeah, something I'll, I'll definitely cherish, but, um, yeah, I'd really like to make the 51st even more memorable <laughs> and, and wrap this series up. Uh, so, yeah, more the focus now. But, yeah, no, it was, it was crazy. You know, the fam- family really enjoyed it as well, and... Um, yeah, it was a nice little moment there. But we spoke uh, about it before, about that moment of the goal kick at the end there. You've got no part to play except watch. What was going through your head? Uh, Christian's never let me down. I can name you a ton of games where he's won the game for us down at the Brumbies on the bell. Uh, my 50th for the Brumbies last year, he kicked a penalty to win the game. Uh, yeah. 
and nailed it. So I, I owe that bloke plenty of beers. What, what, what about what about three minutes later when half penny lines up from halfway? Yeah, that I was quite. I was a little bit more hopeful of that because it was that was a tough kick, you know, yeah. fifty meters out near the sideline. That, that's a big ask for any any kicker. Uh, maybe if we were up at, in, in South Africa up at altitude, I would have been a bit more worried. But I, I thought it was going to be a pretty tough kick for him. And uh, yeah, yeah, lucky enough, you know, for us, it, it didn't didn't go his way. But he's been kicking tr- tremendously this series, Lee, and he, he he's world class player, and he'll bounce back. Benny, how's the players? Everyone's pulled up, okay. Adam Ashley Cooper, I saw, came off uh, late in the game. Uh, also, James Slipper looks like he came off as well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not too sure how everyone is yet. We'll have medicals today, and then um, and yeah, but I think everyone, you know, uh, mentally everyone everyone's upbeat, uh, and that's the key there. You know, there's always going to be bumps and bruises after such a tough test match, but um, you now those boats will get they'll get the treatment they need, and, and hopefully we'll be it'll be all all hands on deck. Your captain James Hall will uh, show a lot of emotion after the game. How is he going into what seems this ridiculous uh, inquiry that has been, you know? Forced it on him yet again on uh, tomorrow night. Did you, have you spoken to him about that at all? Oh uh, no, I would just I, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. That's yeah, it's it's beyond me. I'm no I'm no lawyer, but uh, you know, for him to have to put deal with all that last week and still put out the performance that he did just shows what a what a great leader uh, Kevy is. And just yeah, to be able to put that block that out is just uh, yeah. I, I don't know how, how he does it, and I'm sure he's done it this week. And if he has to go through all that stuff, as long as he gets that on the field, he'll be able to put it behind him and put out another uh, inspirational performance on the field. Uh, Benny, Benny, one quick one. I, we noticed um, when we interviewed you on Fox Sports after the game last night, on your jersey, um, you've got the 50th sort of um, badge down on the, on the right-hand side of your jersey with your Wallaby number, so I'm, I'm sure you didn't swap that jersey last night, did you? No, definitely not. We'll go that, that one will go, go in the pool room at back at home. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a pool room. I want a pool room. Yeah. Uh, ben Alexander, congratulations on your performance and that of the entire Wallabies. Can't wait for this week and what will happen at ANZ Stadium in front of a packed house in Sydney next Saturday. Thanks, guys. We'll see you, see you there. Good, Good on you, Benny. There he is. Uh, 50 tests and a winner, Ben Alexander, joining us on the ruck. I was saying chewy on your boot. When Halfpenny was lining up, the old classic. Where, 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 does, where, does, that, where does that come from? Where does that saying come from? But you think about it though; it's got you. I'm going to get stuck to the ground. Chewy on, on your boot, like break, break, break a leg. Yeah, oh, only, what's going on? Too far. If only Curly Bill had had chew on his boot last week. He may be able to stay upright. <laughs> We've got another hour to share with you on the Ruck. This is the Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. Yes, hello and welcome to the second hour. Indeed, the Wallaby 16 beat the British and Irish Lions 15. As Matt Burke arrives back in the studio, he uh, flew from Melbourne to Sydney uh, early hours this morning. Now he's just been in the kitchen, Timmy. Uh, there's got some well, hot English muffins English with Vegemite. Muffins. English, English muffins. muffins. What about Australian yeah, muffins? This is the, we've just beaten them last night. No, no, mate. You, you they're, get, they're hot Australian muffins. Oh, are they? The hottest. Well, even if they're English, we're devouring them. Well, I burnt them. <laughs> I smashed them. <laughs> Absolutely. They're toast. And you put Vegemite on them. That's it's good. Just to make it Aussie. It's absolutely oi, perfect. Oi, oi. All right. Well, I'm going to take the uh, the time out, Timmy, to enjoy the the, the muffins. We have so much to ahead uh, this hour. We're going to chat with Luke Burgess. Uh, we have, of course, the Rucks Ultimate Wallabies. We're in the middle of selecting that selecting that team. We're up to the outside centre, outside centre and wings. Yeah, centre wings. We got both centres or just one? What, the, the outside well, centre center and, and a winger. We've right. got to do outside centre because Tim's already locked down inside centre. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll do that. Before that, though, just to get this hour off, I think we should hear some of the glory of the Wallabies' win last night. There it comes for Ben Moen, number six here, directing traffic as a first receiver. The Brumby skipper. Here's Hooper. Use it! Guinea decides to go left. O'Connor, the step up. There it is. Ashley Cooper. He's the hero. But they still have to kick the goal to hit the lead. The biggest kick of his career. This to put the Wallabies in front with just over three to go. He's the man for the moment, Lee Fano. And the Wallabies have it by one. He was the man for the moment, Christian Lee Fano. He uh, didn't look like missing, did he? He did not look like missing all night. And he, and he, he, had, some, he had some tough kicks. They were starting to get, like, so the early two penalties, well, the early penalty was obviously a settler, but then 
There was some length on this, some of those kicks. It was good. Yeah, brilliant work. Uh, it wasn't his debut. He had 52 seconds last week. Uh, <laughs> but a full game behind him now. He looks every inch a wallaby, Christian uh, Liliafana. Plenty ahead on The Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show. All right, uh, last night, the Wallabies over the Lions. Just that one-point victory. Last week, we were talking about Israel Folau in a losing side. What a br- brilliant performance he uh, he offered. Again, last night he was impressive when he was given the opportunities, uh, including the beautiful piggyback ride on his opposite number for, uh, you know, 30, 20 George, minutes. George, George North picked him up, didn't he? Yeah, he, he just picked him up. Two big boys. That was a great, you know, that contest itself was terrific, wasn't it? Mm. Well, you know what was great about Israel Folau last night was that uh, what we saw in the first test match at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane, he had about three or four touches and they were brilliant touches, but that's all he really had in the game. And last night, he got the ball three or four times in really confined space and had to do a lot of work and still made ground. And then what was interesting, Berkey, last night was he didn't just stay on his wing. He actually came off his wing, and Robbie Deans was looking forward to this, come off his wing and look for work. And a couple of times he came off Will Genia, uh, short ball, got across the advantage line, came inside um, James O'Connor a few times as well. So he really got himself involved in the game. He did. There was that one moment, of course, after they decided to take the scrum, took the ball, and that option there, the inside run off uh, O'Connor, which didn't quite work. The ball kind of hit him on the shoulder rather mm. than anything else. But in terms of those things he learns, the running of the lines and the angles, I would have thought, is a, a crucial thing. He seems to be getting that basically right, doesn't he? Was that a little pun then, running of the lines or the lo- lines? Yeah, no, no, you're right. He is. And, and it's, a, it's a case of playing there. The more, the more you play there, the, the better you understand it. And... Yeah, you know, I think uh, a lot of people had their doubts as to whether or not he could... You knew he could run and run well, and what he did in that first test was outstanding. But as you said, Timmy, to then pop up in places where he's not supposed to be uh, from, from blindside winger. And he did that last night, and he showed that, you know, you're right, in the confined spaces, the fend, the step, which is brilliant. He has the ability to beat the man. The first play of the game when he went right-hand side, Timmy, just literally mm. nine run, I thought they were going to play that play... When they had the, when they called the scrum, yeah, just to say, give it to him, give it to him early. The, the pass one on one, one on one. The pass that ended up happening from James O'Connor was a bit too tricky. Yeah. Just give it to the bloke and let him have time with it with the ball in his hand. Um, and they tried to be a little bit too cute with it, but I thought right hand side, just give it to him. Like, well, a, eight, a, nine, lot, a lot of credit, a lot of credit for Israel Folau has got to go to Michael Checker, the Waratahs coach, yeah. who most people thought they, he would have picked him on the wing for the Waratahs, but picked him at fullback and allowed him to view the game. From a from a stage where um, you'd know Berkey, nothing much happens. Uh, view, view, the, <laughs> view, view the game and understand the game of it. and the different and the different running lines that he has to take. So yeah. now that he's on the wing, he's uh, he's got it down pat. All right, we're talking of uh, rugby league players and succeeding in rugby. Benji Marshall. Now, there's been a lot of uh, talk about his contract with the uh, the West Tigers in rugby league in Sydney. He signed till the end of 2015, but he has a deal about uh, where the uh, the money, if there's more money, salary cap money goes into, then he can you know, renegotiate. He's been there's something of a stalemate going on at the Tigers. Now the talk is of rugby. He doesn't want to ever play against the Tigers in another for another rugby league team. So obviously people say, I think, well, maybe you should play rugby. And the latest bid is from John Kerwin, a, a superstar. Sir, Sir John. Sir, Sir John I, I apologise. Yeah, uh, apologies, Sir, Sir, Sir John. Sir John Kerwin wants him to play be with the Blues as early as next season. Now, we talk about what Israel Folau has done uh, in terms of uh, being moulded into a rugby player. Benji Marshall, he'd be a playmaker. You'd understand. He'd be, you know, he's born to be the number uh, number ten, number nine uh, in rugby. Do you think he can uh, make that change so seemingly late in a career? Yeah, I think I think he'd go pretty well, Tony. I think he's a, he's a wonderful player, and and we've seen how how he runs across the field and, and you know dummy runners and then hits players through holes. So I I think he'd go very well. He's a bit like. I suppose a Quade Cooper-like player, mm-hmm. uh, also Carlos Spencer, who played for the Auckland Blues for many years and the All Blacks. So uh, that type of player, I think, um, rugby league players, um, you know, the outside backs seem to go a lot better in rugby um, than the inside backs. But you know, I'm not sure, Berkey, what's your thoughts on that? He is aging a little bit, Benji. I think he's still got it. He's a wonderful player, um, and I think rugby rugby union would uh, take him with open arms for a couple of years. No, he would make it. He's a <laughs> <laughs> good boy. Yeah, good boy. Uh, yeah, it's it's about. I mean, everyone knows that if you look across both the games, there's running skills, there's passing skills, and there's tackling skills, and and, and they basically complement each other. It's, it's about learning the ins and outs of the games, you know. And 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 when we've seen the transition of guys coming across, it, do, it does take time, you know. And and 
someone, for example, like, you know, Sonny Bill Williams had a, a, an apprenticeship in France, basically. You know, that the first tackle he did when he axed the number 10 when his shoulder charged him, and yep. was like, no, 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 you can't do that. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll learn that. I'll, I'll learn the rules now. So, and that's what it comes down to, learning the, well, the laws, as they call them. So, yeah. there's a, there's a, a steep learning curve if you get thrown into that. But, you know, yeah, I mean, those blokes will be able to handle themselves. They've got the physicality. So, um, it's just a matter of whether or not he has the, 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 well, the it's, desire it's, to come across yeah, and then it's a matter of whether he actually wants to play the game yes you've got to want to play the game yes financially it's going to be rewarding for him but you've got to actually want to play the game yeah he may even have to have, have, take a pay cut I would imagine because he's on a, a good wicket at the uh, t- Tigers and with sponsorships as well he's on uh, a pretty penny dare I say mm. uh, well we'll watch that with great interest uh, next though, I want to talk to you very quickly about Digby Ioani and his Twitter war with Clyde Rathbone, a former Wallaby. Uh, it makes very interesting reading and listening. This is The Rock, the Sunday Rugby Show. Great pleasure now to welcome to the show a man uh, laid off to loose, but who has arrived back in Australia. I think that's a correct pronunciation. Yeah, that He's arrived back in Australia to play with the Rebels. They had a crack against the Lions on Tuesday night. He's, of course, Luke Burgess. G'day, mate. Hi, guys. How are you? Yeah, very well. How did you go last night? Were you? Uh, did you get along to the stadium to watch the test? Yep, I was sitting on about the twenty-two uh, on the on the far side. There was a yeah, good spectacle. Yeah, it was. The atmosphere looked amazing uh, for you. I guess so close to what was going on. How did you enjoy it? Loved it. Loved every second of it. Um, there was so much red in the crowd. It's ridiculous how how much it stands out. Um, it was a wonderful scene, um, and obviously the boys got the result. So you know, so good. So such a good evening for for, for the Wallabies. Mate, you had first Berkey here, mate. Uh, you had first hand experience on or Tuesday during the week there when you played uh, the Lions at at Amy Park. How was that? And could you sense something that was was going to happen on the weekend after that game? Um. First of all, uh, it was great. Like it was, you know, they're obviously very clinical, very sharp, um, threats everywhere. Um, but uh, yeah, probably they probably weren't as just devastating as they possibly were at the start of the tour. Um, you know, uh, they I didn't really feel they had that just destructive intensity that they that they showed at the, at the start of the tour. So so maybe that was a little bit little bit of an indication there, but it's. It's been a long tour for them, and, and that, that 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 can be difficult. So maybe it's wearing on them. Uh, Luke, Tim here. You, you've had your passport stamped uh, around the world. You've obviously gone from the Waratahs to um, Toulouse in France for a couple of seasons, and now coming back to the Melbourne Rebels. Uh, what have you found uh, in that the last couple of games that you've played for the Rebels? Is is the standard? Is the pace of the game quicker here in the Southern Hemisphere, or how did you find your, your, your time in France? Um. The first question is the pace is definitely quicker, um, but you know the game's refereed differently to to the northern hemisphere. Um, Berkey would attest to that. Being up in Newcastle and the conditions that you face in the northern hemisphere are completely different to in the south. So um, there are different factors that really define the game, and, and the games are different. Like you saw in the test last night, it's just a complete clash of styles. It's wonderful to watch the Wallabies try to play. You know, always testing their skill, and the lines are just brutal. They're just physically, you know, superior, and you know they've got a very good tactical kicking game. It's just a, quite, a complete clash of style, and, and I think that's why rugby's uh, great. We spoke with Mac Ditto uh, a few weeks ago, and he told us he had a complete and total command of the French language, um, which, which turned out to be an absolute lie. Uh, how did you go? Were you, are you, you know, you can get a conversation if you go to a cafe. Can you order your breakfast? Oui, je peux parler très bien français. That was actually, where's the toilet? Sensational. <laughs> 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 sensational. Hey, uh, mate, obviously, I'm a, 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 a thrilled to come home again, but obviously the, the big carrot is World Cup to play in 2015, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there's carrots everywhere, mate. I feel like a, I feel like a bunny rabbit. Um, mate, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's honestly, honestly just an honour to be back. And, you know, as a rugby player, time's short. You've got to put yourself in the frame for things like this, uh, the Lions, for World Cups, for anything, you know. So, um, I loved my time in Toulouse, learned a lot, got away, freshened, freshened up, and, uh, I'm really excited to be back. And what can uh, the Rebels then for the rest of this season? Is it a case of, well, let's look t- look ahead towards uh, the next Super 15 season? Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> but there's only one game left and, uh, yeah, they haven't done the best. So, 
absolutely look forward, always looking forward, and uh, you know, it's a, it's an honour to be part of something that's that's changing a bit down here. All right, mate. Well, look, that's that's great. I'm just going out to look at on the dictionary uh, what exactly you said in French and just hoping we've still got our licence. Uh, but <laughs> terrific to talk to you. Welcome back and uh, all the best for uh, this season and beyond, mate. Good to speak to you and Berkey. Uh, I'd love to have a hit with you sometime. Let's do it, Berger. Oh, listen to that. Feel the love in the room. Love Luke, <laughs> Luke Burgess joining us on The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. There's every red... You know, I, I walked down Burke Street yeah. um, yesterday and R.M. Williams have a, have a store at the front mm-hmm. and they had their red R.M. Williams jerseys out the front on the mannequins and they were all sold out. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, think, I think they're probably sold out because yeah. Tony misquotes the price every week. So I think they're getting a bargain. <laughs> they go, oh, that's what Tony's quite. Yeah, they're on sale for $99 yeah, on exactly. Rebel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get uh, there. <laughs> thank you so much, Rebel. Uh, I haven't seen my gear yet. Although I want the uh, the Wallabies, clearly. I'm not sure why I'd be wearing the British and Irish Lions one. No. Uh, look, social media has never got any footballer in trouble. Um, certainly not. Uh, no. uh, there's been a little bit of a battle. I, I don't know if you've been following this, boys. Uh, we all, all know, of course, what's been going on with Digby Yuani. He uh, missed a court appearance for an incident some time ago, but he missed the court appearance uh, this week. He was at, at Wallaby's training, so part of me thinks, well, well done, you're at training. Uh, part of me <laughs> thinks perhaps he should have been at court, if that's where he's supposed to be. So there was a, uh, a warrant issued for his arrest, which is never a good look in a build-up to a test match, I wouldn't have thought. Mm. Now, I can ask, I'll ask you if you think you know that affects anybody and how it does affect you, but he, of course, was out injured anyway for the test match with that shoulder. He's tweeted, now I find these two tweets quite interesting. His uh, tweet was, only God can judge me, not media what a joke. Hmm. Uh, and that's putting it out there. And, sure. you know, fair enough, that's his belief. Clyde Rathbone, uh, former Wallaby, he tweeted back, I think you'll find a judge can judge you. <laughs> and they actually exist. <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe the last point wasn't called for, but... Well, it is Sunday morning yes, here, yeah. and I apologise to all those who are just come out of church listening. But... Did it, was, was it a game of tennis? Was there a return serve? No. Or that, was, that, was that a winner? Sadly, that, that was, was only a clean winner. <laughs> clean winner. Talk chalk. Yeah, yeah. That, that's right. He isn't even called for the, you the know, immediate video together. review. That's right. So that that's all. And a guy can judge me, not media, and I think you'll find but a But the, issue, the issue was with Digby Iwani was that um, when after the Queensland Reds played the Melbourne Rebels down here yep. seven or eight weeks ago, whenever that was, and... On the Sunday after the game, he went with his brother, I think it was, to a local pub. Yep. He was having a quiet drink, and someone stole his brother's mobile phone or something. Mm-hmm. So there was a small altercation. There wasn't much to it, apparently. Mm-hmm. But the police said, you've got to appear, you've got to come to the police station um, on that Sunday afternoon. He didn't front there. Yep. Went back to Br- Brisbane, and then um, he needed the front uh, at some stage. So and he didn't even know that the arrest warrant was out or something. So there was a... Mm-hmm. Apparently he had to appear at the court at some stage this week or last week, and yeah. he didn't even know he had to do it. So... Well, he didn't know he had to a court appearance. Yeah, he's managed Surely somebody would have told him. Well, apparently no one one tweeted him. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's not real unless it's been tweeted, officer. (laughs) Do you remember remember at the time as well, if if my memory serves me right, Mm -hmm. he then re... He he got a text message from his mum and he retweeted. It was like a, you know, sort of like a sort of a passage to saying that, you know, on the lines of that, you know, you think about yourself only and no, no one else can judge you. I just, I just find it bizarre how you know, you, you play your life out through Twitter. Like, you, you're giving sort of your, your innermost yep. thoughts and stuff through Twitter. Yeah, that's right. At the same time as being uh, terribly nervous and worried about the media, as Digby seems to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, the Twitter, though, has come up with something else that seems to be uh, trending at the moment. Tim, yes, what's that? it's starting to trend now. So, obviously, James Hall, it's all of the, we spoke about earlier, but the International Rugby Boards, so the IRB, is looking to, um, you know, reproduce... Um, James Horwell, um, his the, the um, stomping charge, stomping charge um, yep. last week. So they've reappealed their own judgment, the mm. International Rugby Board, mm. and I can see on Twitter now that um, hashtag Justice for Horwell mm. is trending. 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 Oh. In Australia, we've got to get it worldwide. Yeah, that is get it brutal. Worldwide. Let's get it trending worldwide. In fact, Burke and I are going, as soon as we finish this show in roughly 22 minutes, we're going to go and start doing a street protest. Oh, yeah, can you? Uh, <laughs> we're workers. We're united. <laughs> Hall will never, never be, be defeated. defeated. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to, we're going to get... Maybe we, could, maybe we could have, like, um, the hour pre-game show yeah. leading into the test match can just be on Justice for Hall. Like, yeah, just sit silently. Just, just, like, just, just like before the State of Origin game, when there was an hour... Pre-game show, yeah, was was just people walking down the hallways of Parliament House in Canberra. We, we just have a campaign. I think the slogan should be his number five, isn't it? it should be free the Hallwall Five. <laughs>
I think it works. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it has resonance around yes. the world. Don't worry. Trust me. <laughs> Google it. It'll work for you. <laughs> You're so sharp. <laughs> I am. This is The Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. The Ruck's Ultimate Wallabies, our next selection meeting is happening right here, right now. We'll get you uh, the thoughts of the selectors very shortly and we'll name the outside uh, centre and wings in the Ruck's Ultimate Wallabies. Right now, though, just some scores. As you obviously know, that the Wallabies 16 beat the British and Irish Lions 15 last night in the Super Rugby. Uh, the Chiefs 34 over the Hurricanes 22. The Crusaders 40, too good for the Highlanders 12. Uh, the Sharks over the Blues in a close one, 22 to 20. The Bulls thrashed the Southern Kings 48. 18. Stormers 28 beat the Cheetahs 3 in the NRL. Uh, the Panthers 25 uh, over St. George Illawarra 10, though the Dragons weren't trying. West Tigers 24 <laughs> beat the Storm. That upset 4 in absolute uh, diabolical conditions. Uh, so a couple of guys sliding, Burke. I don't know if you saw them. Yeah. Uh, terrific. You know, that, that, that's just fun. Just having it? fun. It's fun. You know, they think, oh, well, will I put the ball down here or will I dive from the 22-meter line and, <laughs> and still score the try? Joe Roth scored a try a long, long time ago in Perth, Scotland. He was getting run down oh, and he dived. Right. Remember that one? He dived 10 meters from the from the try line and slid the whole way. It was fantastic. No, was riding him on his back we, as well? Uh, yeah, there was another one like that on a tour on a tour we had. Pouring rain. I think it was, um, it was in Scotland. It might have been Edinburgh mm. um, playing a local team there. And I forget who it was. But it might have been Roffy again who d- dived about 10 meters out yeah. and then slid and then... Got to and then stopped a metre short. <laughs> oh, really? And then had to go, oops, we've got to get up and sort of put the ball. That's right, he did it. Yeah. Yes. Because he did it the week before yes. where he went the whole way. Yeah. That's when he stopped. Brilliant. South City 32 over the Canberra Raiders, two in the AFL. Uh, Geelong, too good for Fremantle, 85 to 44. Melbourne, the Demons, the team song sung uh, for the first time for a little while. So they've had some miserable time. They've got a new coach, well, interim coach. They beat the Western Bulldogs. They must be feeling very sad. For them to, I think it was the bottom two anyway, or very low on the table, 103 to 100. Uh, Collingwood beaten by Port Adelaide. And uh, our producer Liam is very, very happy. 86 to 51, Koshy's boys won. Uh, Adelaide, too good for the Gold Coast, 111 to 83. The Swans in again, when Swan Lake it was described as. Uh, the SCG very wet when they beat Carlton, 65 43. And uh, Essendon, uh, inspirational performance by Joe Watson in a very controversial week, 98 over the West Coast Eagles, 19. And uh, our boy uh, has beaten Richard Gascain. Uh, Gasquet, sorry, seven six five seven seven five seven six. So Bernard Tomic goes on to play uh, Thomas Brockage, is it? Thomas Burdich. Is it? Oh, I Burdich, can't even read my own writing. It is Ooh. Thomas Burdich, exactly. So he's through. Uh, Samantha Stoza, on the other hand, is not. And just quickly, the classic Wallabies versus British Irish Lions. I'm not sure if either of you boys have played in any classic games. You have. Not not the intensity that they're playing with at the moment. Okay, is is it getting willing? It's getting very. Yes. The egos are coming out. Yeah. So what punches swinging? No, there's that? a couple. We we spoke to uh, Stephen Larkham last night, who yeah. got very angry in the last couple of minutes and and started to um, do any Muhammad Ali impersonation. Seriously, it's not like Bernie. Jab jab. No, <laughs> no, it is like Bernie. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's Barney. <laughs> Barney comes out. That's at North Sydney Oval on uh, Thursday, July four. Kickoffs at seven thirty. Uh, you should get on there. As we, there's some great Wallabies. David Campisi's playing his mm. captain. Uh, Justin Harrison, uh, the plank. Jeremy Paul, who, as I said, did um, he injured his hamstring sneezing. He told me last week. It's terrible, you know, how good condition, and if you sneeze (laughs) and ping, goes the hamstring. Bill Young, Matty Dunning's playing, so they'll be parking the Mr. Whippy van up the end he's running towards. (laughs) Run to the pie van, run to the pie van. Play play green sleeves and watch him go. Uh, Jack Jack Gibson used to say, kick to where the seagulls are. (laughs) (laughs) Run to the pie van. Yeah, the British and Irish Lions legends, people like Shane Byrne, uh, Colin Chavis, Alan Quinlan, uh, Tom May, and Jamie Noon. Gates open at 3.30. There you go. It's at North Sydney Oval on Thursday. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. It's The Ruck, thanks to Rebel, home of British and Irish Lions official supporter gear. The Wallabies. The Rucks. Australia. Ultimate Wallabies. Criteria to enter the uh, Rucks Ultimate Wallabies. Uh, well, it's, it's a tight criteria. Yeah, it is. You have it? to be available to tour Asia after this um, 
side selected. <laughs> Immediately after yes. the Asia. his name. Is that where the sponsors are coming from? Yes, yes, the sponsors are all through Asia. So, yeah. so and you have to be uh, available to be you know, upright and uh, willing to have a party. So, yes. so sadly, some of the more historic wallabies haven't made the cut. Correct. <laughs> because they just couldn't make it. Their passports weren't still valid. So we have got a terrific side on the field and a terrific side off the field as well. So today, we, uh, I think we are looking at our penultimate selection. Would mm. that be right? Mm. I think there'll be only two spots to fill next week, and I'm pretty sure where they're going to go. There'll be a, a, I don't know. A, a, I don't know an inside a centre, a centre and a fullback. Yeah, full yeah. Okay, we'll think about that. But today, outside centre and wings. Gentlemen, where are you going? Well, I'm going to go, uh, Berkey. I'll start with the outside centre. I'll, I'll pick a couple, and you might have a few more than I've got. I, I was thinking Adam Ashley Cooper, but I love the way he plays. One of my favourite Wallabies, but... Yep. Current Wallabies, you, you know, they'll be playing uh, the Rugby Championship when we tour through so Hong Kong and trouble. Japan. and yeah, Limited availability. Yeah, mm. yeah. So um, my outside centre, Jason Little, a wonderful player, yeah. uh, my centre partner for many years and a good friend of mine who we both went to different schools in Toowoomba and had a, a lot of time together at our Souths Club in Brisbane. Yep. Um, Jason, Daniel Herbert was a, a wonderful outside centre. Uh, for the Wallabies as well, and he um, scored two tries. I think Berkey in the the Sydney match, the Wallabies versus the British and Irish Lions, the decider in yep. two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Trevor and got Allen. sent off, uh, and he got yellow carded as well. By the That's way. right, did yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, he did too. And it's Trevor Allen, the late, the late, <laughs> the late Trevor Allen, uh, a wonderful centre for the Wallabies. Played inside and outside centre. So uh, I'm going to sort of put Trevor Allen there as well. Berkey, yeah. who have you got? Well, I think you then go to one of the Australian captains, Andrew Slack, who is in the the Hall of Fame, the Australian Rugby Union Hall of Fame. Who was a, a a brilliant centre and captain, also captain of the Grand Slam, Grand Slam tour, yep. tour. Uh Sterling Mortlock, captain uh, the Wallabies for a number of Test matches as well, played outside centre and, and sort of yep. made it his own, um, you could say. So, plenty to choose from there. If you go back in history as well, mm. uh, Cyril Towers, you know, was, oh, yes. was one yeah. of the greats, who was one of the 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 legends of Australian rugby, who brought the running game to to rugby, I suppose, in Australia. So, um, his name can be thrown up there as well, but. We are going for. There's only one that we can choose because yep. obviously he's got a partner, uh, mm. an inside centre. Mm-hmm. Okay. Help me. Yeah, the, um, oh, I'd have to say Jason Little just because of the athlete that he was. And yeah. and Tony, you might, may not know this, but Jason Little, uh, a wonderful player for the Wallabies. played, like, uh, I think, about 78 test matches for the Wallabies. Yep. And, but in his early years, after just after school, he, he made the Australian uh, under-19 cricket team. And could have easily really? played for the Australian cricket team, yeah. but just got bored with being on, you know, on the field for a day. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> there's a butterfly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was finding, you know, a couple of one cent pieces on the field, looking around. But he, a wonderful batsman and a, and a fieldsman. But um, wow. then just chose rugby because it was such a small time frame. All right. Well, welcome aboard, Jason, Jason Little. Little. He is a key addition a to the side. A good tourist indeed. What about then uh, on the wings? Well, if you go to the wing uh, there, and I'll I'll, I'll throw out a, a name uh, again. Because we're looking at the history of, of Australian rugby. There's a guy called Johnny Wallace who played a long, long time ago. 1921, 20, he played to 28. He played eight test matches. And you've got to remember how good these guys were in amongst you know the, the other players. So Johnny Wallace, well, he's, he's a name that we can throw out there. Um, Lottie Takiri, yep. uh, yes. a, a, yep. a dual international. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Um, Lottie, two... Lottie Takiri so far the best rugby league convert yes. to come across. But and that may be changed in the next couple of years if Israel Folau stays. If he stays yeah. around. And then two other guys that uh, and I uh, played with, or one other guy anyhow, Joe Roth, and, oh, well, two guys, and Ben Tune. Just yeah. just amazing players. Um, you know, playing with those guys, you just knew you were safe all the time. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go the same, Berkey. I mean, Ben Tune, Joe Roth, unbelievable players. Brendan Moon, who played uh, you know many yeah. years on the wing for the Wallabies. David Campisi, Damian Smith. Who was a, a very good winger in our era? Also, Peter Grigg, probably a bit of a smoky as well. Peter Grigg yes. played for the Queens. Yes. There's plenty of there's plenty of Wallaby wingers. Okay, to choose where are you going? Because it would be hard to go past David Campesi, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think he gets one start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need two wingers though. Yeah. We can't oh, just have on, one is, wing. is he a good tourist? <laughs> Um, yeah, he's okay, tourist. He's yeah. all right, okay. Yeah. Doesn't right. give you the remote control in your room, yeah. you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> control freak. Okay, control Campo and. I'd have to say Joe Roth. Be very tight between Joe Roth and Ben Tune, um, but I would go Joe Roth. Joe Roth it is. There it is. Okay, just two spots remaining next week. I wonder who they will be. A fullback and an inside centre. Where could we find them? This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Wrapping it all up for you. Who wins next Saturday? The decider. It's at ANZ Stadium in Sydney. The Wallabies and the Lions. Uh, Berkey? A quick one. Um, 
we spoke to Alwyn Jones last night on 10, Sterling yep. Mortlock, and he said, we wanted to lock this down tonight. Mm. I think mentally they're spent going next week. It's been a long tour. I think they were just, they, they showed so much that they wanted to win last night. There was so much pressure on to win. Yep. It goes to Sydney. Obviously, it does now. I think the Wallabies win. Oh, I love it, Tim. No, I think it's going to be very tough for the Wallabies. Um, I think they can win, uh, but they they seem to be getting better and better. But they dropped a lot of ball last night. But you can see them starting to come good. But the British Lions, they'll change a few players. Ben Youngs, I think, will be out. Mike Phillips will come to halfback. Jonathan uh, Davies will probably be out of the team. And I would say that Jamie Roberts, who was fit, the big centre. Who Dr. Thought, Roberts. Yeah, Dr. Roberts. So I'd say it'd be, be a great occasion, though. The decider in Sydney, it's all set up. Yeah, it is. And look, and if you're in Sydney uh, the night beforehand on Friday, there is the best of British and Irish, uh, a night of rugby comedy, uh, which will be terrific. People like uh, England's Gareth uh, Chilcott's there. Ian Robertson from Scotland, who is hilarious. Uh, Scott Quinnell, who we spoke to on this show last week, uh, a Welsh and Irish Lions star, who is also terrifically funny. Uh, Australia's own Peter Fitzsimons will be doing it. Uh, I'll be emceeing it. And that, you know, obviously you can go in outside and get your drinks. Funny. You, you can yeah. go outside and get your drinks. You won't get a That'll be uh, hilarious. Yeah, you know, yeah. I have a microphone. I can say whatever I like. Uh, so, yes, you know, there'll be drinks and a uh, whole range of things going on. It's called A Night of Rugby Comedy at the City Recital Hall in, uh, in Sydney next Friday. Get out, enjoy your footy. Go those wallabies. Thanks for being part of the show. Bye-bye. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show.